I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn. Speaking, our program here called The Mariner's Call, our opportunity for this old mariner, many, many years, spending, I guess, my life out on an old vessel in the Gulf of Mexico, harvesting what we call the food of heaven, all but God giving us this opportunity now to open up the Bible. And I guess we have heavenly food there, do we not? And then giving us you for part of our listening audience. Special thanks to the stations that air our program here that comes from the offices of Fishers of Men Ministries International here in the port of Bon Secours, Bon Secours, Alabama. The book of Acts, Acts chapter 16. Our thought is going to come here, the first of our text. I was thinking, I love Bible words. And as we go through the Bible, sometimes the words just jump off the page. And uh, I sort of seen this word, open, and it's used as opened, open, opened, and opening in the Bible, used many, many times, over 250 times, the word open. And I got to thinking, you know, I've opened a lot of things in life, and uh, all I had to, you know, uh, you have to open your eyes, you have to open your mouth. For a child of God, we open our mouth to witness, we open our eyes to the needs of others. How? Let me get personal. We open our pocketbook to the needs of others. A lot of opening. But, you know, as I read the Bible, there's some things only God can open. And that's what I want to talk about at this particular time. Some things only God can open. And I think it'll help you if you think about these things. The first is in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16. Once again, if you have time to turn with us, I'm going to read verse 14. If you'd like to correspond with us. Fisherman says something that sparks some interest or some debate or something you would like to address. You can come. You can meet with us. All that old Internet access. That's just that F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you to us here at uh, the offices of Fishers of Men Ministries, part of that worldwide web, that www. It's just, once again, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G, just a little simple website that's there. Uh, tell us who you are, how we can help you. The book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, and we have the Apostle Paul at Philippi, verse 13, and on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside. You said, I knew Brother Mon would find a, some water somewhere, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither, or the women which resorted thither, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, all right, heard the Apostle Paul. What do you reckon they heard Paul, the Apostle Paul doing? Oh, teaching the Word of God. 
broadcasting all how that Jesus was the Savior of mankind, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Anywhere, uh, this Lydia, she heard us, and the Bible said this, and make an unusual statement, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. It says what? Whose heart the Lord the Lord opened. We sort of use the expression many, many times, especially when we deal with boys and girls, children. We sometimes tell them that they need to, to open their heart and ask Jesus in. Well, see, in reality, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't want to be confusing to you. See, the Holy Spirit actually opens the heart as the heart is confronted with the gospel. Oh, we think about once again, what's the gospel? My mom many times told me, Wayne Mon, you be a good boy. Yes, ma'am. But the gospel is not me trying to be a good boy. Are you listening, sir? The gospel has to do with Jesus Christ, the one that was good. And he is the one that I trust for my goodness. So as far as the heart is concerned, the Holy Spirit opens the heart. The heart hears the gospel and moves the heart toward God because it's from the heart you have to believe anyway, not with your head. So many people has made what we call shallow decisions concerning Jesus Christ. In the ministry now, well over 50-plus years, many a person has called upon the Lord, uh, made some profession, and then they just fell by the wayside. You say, what happened? Maybe their intentions was good, but see, the heart wasn't touched. See, the Lord has to open the heart. Let me read you the verse again. Whose heart the Lord opened, and it's opened as you hear the gospel. And the gospel now, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Hence, I understand now Romans chapter 10. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then as the heart is moved toward God, and then Romans 10, 13, my, isn't that a good verse? Oh, you said, does it work? It worked for me. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that's for those whose heart has been opened. Now has God opened the heart? Have you heard the gospel? Do you believe the gospel you know? The heart is the way to believe because only God can open the heart. Let's go just a little bit further here. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 24, we have our Savior now. He's in a resurrected body. He's meeting with the 11 that's there. Somehow the 11 disciples never did understand about how that Jesus spoke of his death. Somehow they just could not understand. And when he spoke of his resurrection, my friend, that was just Greek to them at all. Now, Jesus went over this many times. What's the problem there? In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 24 and verse 45, he looks at the 11 and it says this, then opened, now that's our word open, now only God can open the heart. It says, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. How about that? Then God has to open the scriptures to you. My mind, my education, my abilities, my association with a religion, you know, 
is no help if God does not help. It says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Why are there so many beliefs in the world today? Because, my friend, if you do not know Christ, you can't understand the scriptures. Sure, there's some of the Bible that you can know. I, uh, I would ask you to pray for a friend of mine that I love dearly. He's part of a cult. As far as this cult is concerned, uh, this cult, uh, I guess their thrust mainly is reading the Bible and uh, approaching people with the Bible. As far as the Bible is concerned, they have great knowledge of the Bible, but they do not understand the scriptures. Theoretically, with their brain, they understand and they can give what they call an interpretation of the scriptures. But I'm saying this, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So as I approach this book, I have to make sure my heart is open to the things of God and my heart has been touched by God because all the heart on its own is desperately wicked, you know. So uh, my heart has been open. As my heart is open, then God can open the scriptures to me. Otherwise, my friend, the Bible is like a two-edged sword. You said what? People of cults and denominations, all kind of various beliefs, my friend, are people that sort of, I remember my dad gave me a knife. We had to have a knife because I lived along the seashore. We always had our dinners with boats and nets and ropes and everything. My dad gave me the knife, and he said a knife is no good if it's not sharp. And he sharpened the knife good, and he said, you be very, very careful with this knife. But you know what happened sooner or later? I cut myself. It was dangerous. That's what's happened with people of other false religions, my friend. They just cut themselves. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. My friend, and they're bleeding to death. They do not know the one that can open the scriptures to them. God can open your heart, sir. God can open the scriptures to you. Oh, I like this one. In the book of Malachi, Malachi chapter 3, there's a little principle there, even though it's way to the Old Testament, and the direct application is to the nation of Israel. Well, Malachi said, now you bring all your tithes into the storehouse. What? Tithe. Okay, tithes. Oh, that's sometimes a word that sort of ruffles the feathers of many people. Bring the tithe to the storehouse. What? Well, what? What's that for? What's that going to do? Malachi goes on to say that God will open the windows of heaven for you. I'm going to say this. Only God can open the windows of heaven. Now, that is that has to do with, with a supply, the windows of supply. All right, now I'll tell you what. I, I basically, on my own, as a physical person, a natural man, I could work as hard as I could, and I could have a supply of things. But have you ever had a supply that came from God? Something, the windows of heaven, something that you say, I could not have manipulated this. I could not have, no one knew about this. God took care of this need. Have you ever had the windows of heaven open to you? Oh, if you get an open heart, you get some open scriptures, you know, you're going to find out how to get these windows of heaven open. And how is it? Bring you the tithes, the storehouse. It has to do with giving. In the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, 
Paul addressed this to the church there at Philippi, and he said, my God shall supply all your need. Ah, but the context, how could that be true? You just can't pull that verse out of context and say, God promised to supply my need. Did not, (laughs) not unless you qualify. How do you qualify? The church at Philippi gave unto the apostle Paul. They helped supply his need. And you know what? Then Paul said back to them, you supplied my need. God's going to supply your need. It has to do with this, what? No planting, no reaping. I learned how to give. And as I learned how to give, it opens the windows of heaven for me. And as the windows of heaven open, then it gives other open things. I guess only one left here. Revelation chapter 3 to the church at Philadelphia. He said, I have before you an open door. A what? Open heart, open scriptures, some open windows of supply, open doors of service. See, Christians have God as a leader, and he directs our paths, and he opens areas of service that I don't have to push the door open. He opens the door. And let me just conclude by saying this. That is what's happening right now. Fisher Munn You know, something that's so good to me and all sometimes just bring tears to my eyes that I have this open door as far as these radio stations are concerned. The station that you're listening to our program from, these people have opened, they've opened their arms and allowed us to be part of the programming there upon this station. And then you've opened the door to hear us. That's an open door of service. And you know what? That came from God, and I'm so thankful for it. Didn't have to push a door open. Oh, it just came. And uh, sometimes the telephone call coming in and said, Brother Munn, we've heard about your program. Oh, would you allow us to air this? Oh, how exciting that is, because that's the windows of heaven opening to be able to give another open door. Thank you for opening your door to Fisher Munn at this time. I hope God has opened your heart. Present it to God. Believe the gospel. Then God will open the scriptures to you. Oh, you see the windows of heaven open. God will open up doors of service in one day in the future. Amen. Open the door of heaven for us. So good being with you. God bless you. Until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.